0: Welcome to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and challenged today as you listen to a message from one of our speakers. Prepare your heart and get ready to receive a word
1: from God today.
2: I'm gonna invite a group of four ladies to come up and we're gonna do a panel discussion on spiritual habits. So if you can do two things at once, try to listen to me as well as watch them come up. We're in a series, here's our series, it's called Six Habits. We're pursuing the exceptional spiritual life. And one of the ways we get to a more exceptional spiritual life is to learn from people who are headed that direction or maybe even have kind of arrived. I think we can all agree one of the ways that we increase our skills in all of life is learning from people who are skilled. Does that make sense? If, whether it's sports or art or, or music, if you want to get better at what you're doing, find someone who's better than you and pay attention. So we're going to be interacting around five questions to help us kind of see into the lives of these women. Um, these All of these ladies up here, along with a long list Uh, were suggested to me through a staff meeting. I said, hey, if we were going to do a panel discussion with exceptional ladies, who would you put on it? And I got feedback, and here's where we're at. So uh, let me introduce our panel, and then we'll pray, and we'll interact around five questions. So on the end is Erica Beachy, and uh, Erica's been around the church for uh, about 10 years now. She's one of our just great volunteers she serves on the weekend celebrations prayer team. She leads a small group. She also participates in another group. Uh, and that's a little bit about Erica. And she has puppies. <laughs> she, she, they, she has puppies. What kind of puppies are they?
3: They are mini golden doodles.
2: Mini golden doodles. <laughs> Which like a third of the people in the room just all of a sudden they liked you more Okay, so she does that. Uh, So let's give Erica one clap. That was pretty good. Kathy Smirella, who needs no introduction, one of the pastors at the church, oversees missions and outreach and just has had a big impact on the church for quite some time. Let's give Kathy a clap. That was one person that was a little off, but okay. Carol Ann Masters is... uh, been active in the church for five years. She recently came on staff. She helps coordinate young adults in leadership development. And so many of you will know her. One of the things, if you're around very long, you might see Carol Ann participate in worship and do what we've called spoken words. And so she's just benefiting the church. Carol Ann, master. And here is S-A-O, because I cannot pronounce <laughs> her last name. She's been attending since last fall. She's a Notre Dame student, finishing up her junior year. She participates in young adults. She also leads some worship and prayer events at Notre Dame campus. So we're excited to have her just moving into kind of uh, more involvement here at the church. So this is S-A-O, clap. Let's pray. God, as we interact around these questions, Some of the great things that you've planted into these ladies, will you bring them into the room, make us receptive that we might leave all, perhaps, all more exceptional spiritually than we were when we came in. Help us to learn some things and apply them. In Jesus' name, amen. The questions will be up on the screen. The first question is this. What spiritual habit has most impacted your life? What does it look like? Who introduced it to you? Erica.
3: So the spiritual habit that has most impacted my life is journaling. Um, I started about nine years ago with a simple journaling. journaling. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, journaling? Journaling, okay. for sure. Yeah, it. journaling. It was a, My first journal was super simple, just a gratitude journal, just writing a list of things that I was grateful for, but being intentional about thanking God for each one. Um, then I started to journal God stories, like God's activity in my life, where I saw his activity, answers to prayers, that sort of thing. And most recently, my um, journal has become uh, two-way journaling. So what that looks like for me is I'll sit down with my journal and my pen and just ask God a question. Um, usually it's super general, like, God, what do you want to say to me today? And then I write down what I hear. Um, and so that just has brought me into a much closer connection with Jesus, getting to know his heart. Um, and when I go back and read over my journal, it just—it's not me talking. I can see that it's, it's just him speaking. So um, that was just a new thing for me. Um, and the way that I came into that was, oh wait, I forgot something. <laughs> I forgot to say. Um, you know, it was a new thought for me. I, I didn't know that God was speaking to me that way, but it made sense that, you know, he went through a lot to establish a relationship with us. So if he went through all of that and he promised to be with us, why wouldn't he speak? So it started to make sense to me. Um, And the way I got started with journaling was I took a class here called How to Pray for Others. And during that class, we were to pray and ask God for a word. Um, And I received a word, and it was significant for another woman in the class that I had not met before. Um, And then after that, Ann Huffman had shared a link um, to a class online about how to hear God's voice. And taking that class really flung the door open for me in journaling. Wonderful. Journaling.
2: Kathy Smarella.
1: So for me, uh, I think it's Bible study along with journaling. Uh, about 10 years ago, so many people had said to me in, in life and for many years, like, you should journal, you should journal, and I tried and would not do it and whatever. But so 10 years ago, I got serious about it and also serious about trying to, trying to study and read my Bible every day. And so I have my Bible open, I have my journal open, I have a really good pen because pens matter right? Yes, I see some
2: nods. It's true. Pens matter. Pens that's matter. your big nugget. <clears throat> that's your... It's,
1: it's only a. That's extra, the super helpful thing. Hey, it's a bonus nugget. Hey, everybody. Pens. It's a bonus nugget.
2: Oh, it's a bonus it's nugget. It's a
1: bonus nugget. But truly, uh, it transformed my spiritual life.
2: Spending, the pen. The pen transformed your spiritual life? I'm just shaking. Oh, no. The Bible. Oh, the, the Bible. The Sorry, my with bad. With the
1: journaling and the pen. Uh, so it really honestly transformed my walk with God. I write down verses, and then God seems to highlight different things, and then I'll hang out there for a little bit, and I also write out prayers and that kind of thing. The the one thing um, that, in addition to that, that has been really helpful to me is apparently I don't like rules very much. A structured Bible reading plan does not work for me at all. I think it's because I get off track, and then I give up, and— so I feel like God said no rules, and so I can um, be in my Bible study and journaling for 15 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes. I can write one paragraph or three pages. Uh, there's just no rules to it, and I don't know why. For me, that
2: became really refreshing, and it—I don't know. I'm not sure why, but you should try it. That's that's helpful. I'm seeing a few head nods in the room. How many of you? Like like the flexibility in your time with God, that's, oh, a number, a number of us, okay. How many, like, tons of structure is helpful? There's two. All right, well, there we go. <laughs> Welcome to America. <laughs> Lots of freedom here. All right. <laughs> Uh, Yeah,
0: so for me, prayer has impacted my life greatly, and specifically a habit that I've formed over the years um, has been when I first wake up, one of the first things I do or I say is something along the lines of, like, good morning, Jesus, or good morning, Father, and I will just sit there, and I'll ask him, like, what do you want to do today, or what do you want me to focus on today, or something simple like that, because I believe that prayer is a conversation and so i've learned by starting my day by acknowledging god and inviting him to speak into my life in that moment then i'm uh i more often throughout the rest of the day will go back and be like hey jesus what do you think of this or lord what am i supposed to do about this or how do i answer this question this is super like this that. can
2: be super helpful and i remember when this was very very new to me depending on your Christian background, you might think of, oh, prayer is, is ve- very, when you get together for Mother's Day and you're going to eat, then we're all going to pray together, but, you know, fold your hands, bow your head. But you're talking about something much more conversational.
0: Yeah, it's definitely conversational because prayer can be all those other things. Like it's pretty extensive, more extensive than we think it is. Um, and so learning to have a conversation with God recognizing that he still speaks, um, like Erica was talking about. Uh, One of the things that I've practiced before that I forgot about until earlier this morning was there was a season of my life five years ago where somebody introduced to me the thought of putting a penny in your shoe. And then every time you feel the penny move around, you just say something like, oh, hi God, like, oh, I acknowledge God that you are here. And so every time I'd feel that penny move around, I would just say something to the Lord to acknowledge that he was there and sometimes he would say something back. Uh, and so that's a little Isn't that a little interesting? Thing.
2: Penny in the shoe. Yeah, penny in the we shoe. We should do a survey next weekend. How many people have a penny? Okay,
0: you can't do a dime. A dime is too small. A dime you feel doesn't it. work. Quarter too big, don't Quarter's you? Quarter too uncomfortable. big. Penny, perfect. Penny. So there you go. There's a tip. Put a penny in so, your shoe.
2: So there's a theme. If you have a great pen and a penny... That's some secret things. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. That wasn't really very good one, was it? No. It's okay. Sorry, my bad. That's why they're on the panel. Okay, go ahead. That's all. That's all. (laughs) Isn't that an interesting idea? I had never heard of the penny in the shoe thing before, but that reminder of conversation with God. Essay.
4: Um, very similar to everything that's already been said, but I would say just, you know, practicing having conversations with God has been one of the most impactful spiritual habits that I've incorporated in my life. Um, and. This looks like for me for also using like a journal and just like writing down very honestly, like, Lord, this is what I'm going through. These are the things that I want to see changed in my life. These are the things I want to see changed in the lives of other people. And then just also being very intentional to go back and be like, wow, Lord, like you did this so that I can continue to just build that expectation that God does answer your prayers. And for me, that's just really increased my faith as well. Um, And where I got this habit from was from my parents. So they have just very strong, deep um, prayer lives. And I've seen that my entire life growing up. Like my father, between the hours of like 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., if you're like going to the kitchen to like get water or a snack, he'll just be in his prayer chair just like praying. Um, And my mom as well just are such powerful praying people. And I remember as a kid watching that, I was just like, I don't understand how somebody could spend that much time just in the presence of the Lord, just seeking his face, um, or how they could desire that. But then watching my parents' lives and just the abundance of love and the way that they serve other people, I was like, the only way to do that is from being attached to God and having that you know, time just abiding in him. Um, and so that pushed me to want to form my own spiritual habits and to just spend time with God.
2: Wonderful. Prayer chair. So your father had a prayer chair chair interesting second question is there a scripture or bible story that drives you as you consider spiritual habits let's start here on this side essay
4: yes so my scripture would be john 15 verses 4 through 5 which says remain in me as i also remain in you Um, no branch can bear fruit by itself It must remain in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me and this is kind of just the guiding principle for why i understand how these spiritual habits are so important um you can never start from the outside in you can never say i just want to do these things you first have to be in christ for it to flow out naturally for that love to come um and so i've just seen that so powerfully
0: yeah my verse is Philippians 3 8 and 9 Uh, It says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God that depends on faith. And this is a scripture that I've been focusing on this year. Um, just this idea of what does it mean to consider things as loss and to consider them as rubbish, to gain Christ and to know him. And so as I think about spiritual habits and things that I'm trying to be disciplined in, um, I think of the days when I come home from work and I might be tired and I'd like to just chill out on the couch and watch another hundredth episode of The Office or something like that. Um, But instead... Like, to consider that rubbish and to spend time in my Bible or to spend time at the piano just worshiping and spending time with Jesus, like, that's how I get to know Jesus. And so I have to consider the other things that only satisfy for a little bit um, as loss compared to knowing Jesus. And spiritual habits, the reason we press into them is to know Jesus. Um, and be found in him, like the
1: scripture says. Good. So for me, I chose Romans twelve two. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So for me, I feel like spiritual habits help renew my mind. You know, the, uh, I have a sinful nature. Right, we all have a sinful nature, and when I uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, you do. It's a medium-sized one. It's not small. It's not big. It's medium-sized. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a medium... You have a medium-sized. medium sinful, sinful nature. nature yeah. Do we get to vote on that?
1: <clears throat> no. Oh. No. No, we don't. No, I. Uh, for me, you know, if I if I go with that, then I'm critical and I'm complaining and I have negative thoughts. But if I'm renewed, you know, it, where it says renewing of your mind, I want my mind focused on Jesus. And spiritual habits help me focus my mind on Jesus, and that's a better way to think and to be.
3: My verse is Hebrews twelve one through three, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So I, I love, um, well, I think spiritual habits just are part of the, the race that's marked out for us. And I love the, the last part of this, the consider him who endured so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And I feel like when we get our eyes fixed on Jesus, he becomes the driving force behind our spiritual habits and being able to persevere with them. That's
2: good. Uh, next question, we may have just a, uh, a couple of you answer this. Is there a spiritual habit or skill that frustrates you or that has been a struggle to develop? Kathy, with yep. the medium size, the medium <laughs>
1: uh, For me, so there's a when I studied ser- spiritual habits, there's a book by Richard Foster called Celebration of Discipline.
2: And this is good. What's its name again?
1: Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. Celebration
2: of Discipline has been a
1: really good book for me to dive into spiritual habits. Uh, one of them is solitude. And Pastor Mark's question, like, what frustrates you? kind of was the thing that made me think about this. So I live by myself, and so I have a lot of solitude. I have enough solitude. And so when people talk about, you got to find your little time with God that's quiet, and what's the room in your house? And, like, every room in my house is quiet. And so... Uh, solitude in my house doesn't work very well. I tend to want there to be noise or other voices, that kind of thing. And so for me to find solitude with God, which is really important, where I can hear just his voice, I have to leave my house. I can't seem to do that very well in my house. So one of the places I like to go is the beach. I like to go when it's cold and there's not very many people, and I can walk by myself with God, have conversations with him, Um, but it's 45 minutes away. And so that doesn't always work particularly well. So I'm working on trying to figure out how do I do that without having to go somewhere. Okay.
4: essay. One spiritual habit that I struggled with initially was like scripture memorization. And I think it was... I'll struggle for a long time because I just made the excuse of oh like memorization isn't my thing like you know it's too hard. Um, But then I got to a certain point in my life where I kind of just stopped and I was like okay I keep saying memorization isn't my thing, but there's like lines and lines from the office that I have memorized or all these other TV shows, and I was like what is like what is happening in my heart that these are the things that I want to meditate on or these are the things that I will think about and have memorized but not the word of God Um, and that just made me like go to God and just be like Lord would you please give me a desire for your word would you please make this the priority in my heart and after that after he gave me that desire it became so much easier to memorize scripture because I was able to be like this is the most valuable thing like I want to spend time intentionally on this
1: so can I add one little thing to that no no uh, just a
2: second I want to ask essay something so sorry Kathy I have a major size sinful, so I just (laughs) closed you down. Did you actually, you shared another service essay that you went to the Lord and did you pray for him to give you an ability? How did that go?
4: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I went to the Lord and I specifically asked him like, would you give me a desire to memorize a word? Would you give me a desire to read your scripture more till the point that it sticks?
2: Um, and God answered that and God prayer. God answered that so prayer, prayer for me.
4: Paper.
2: Yeah. Uh, you may speak now, Kathy.
1: Well, now that I, now that she said that, now I feel kind of bad about it because <laughs> what I was gonna say, like all the young people in the room do this when you're young because your brain works better when you're young, <laughs> and I'm not young anymore, and so scripture memory is hard. But apparently, I should pray more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. Amen to that. (laughs) Let's move on to question number four. Uh, And maybe if we do them fairly quickly, you could all answer, what spiritual habit are you presently trying to develop more deeply? Erica, go.
3: Um, So right now I'm working on taking my thoughts captive, just being intentional about what I'm thinking about. Um, 2 Corinthians 10.5 says we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And Philippians 4.8 says whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So when I'm thinking about negative things, my day doesn't go as well. My responses to people aren't very good. So when I find my mind going down that negative road, I try to get the, the thoughts lined up with something more along yeah. this, you know, true, noble, right, what God would want me to think about, and it changes my mood. I'm nicer to people, <laughs> yeah. and I found it decreases my worry and anxiety.
2: Great. Kathy?
1: So I'd really like to get better at fasting. I'm not very good at it. It's no fun for me. I don't enjoy it. Uh, but I have seen people who have dove, dove, dove into fasting, and I, and they there are results to that. Like they hear from God, and prayers get answered, and things like that. And so I'd really like to get better at that. Recently, I went on a trip to Honduras, and it was a mission trip. And I really wanted to be able to fast and pray for my team and for the people we were going to serve. And so... Getting, I'm trying to get a little more creative. And so I fasted from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. for three days. And God seemed to move in that. God seemed to honor that. And uh, so just getting a little more creative about it um, has been helpful to That's me. Helpful.
0: I'm trying to develop more intentional relationships and more depth in my relationships. Because especially working here at the church, I, I'm around a lot of people And I go to a lot of things every week, Um, but I'm trying to develop the depth there uh, because in Hebrews 10, the author of Hebrews says, Let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another so I get the sense that there are some people who are in the habit of not meeting together with other believers. And so I'm trying to practice that, like, super intentionally. Um, I'm a very independent person, so I'm, I would be okay, like, just being by myself or just me and the Lord. And the Lord has convicted me of that because while it's not a bad thing, the Lord can also use people to speak to me, to minister to me, um, and he places them in my life for a reason. And so I'm trying to press into that through a Vineyard group. I have a group that meets every Wednesday, um, and that's been a super good space where we can challenge each other, be real with each other, um, and encourage each other, like the
2: Scripture says. It's good essay.
4: One spiritual habit that I've been trying to develop more in this season specifically has been um, the habit of remembrance. So in Exodus twenty, twenty-four, it says, Every time that I honor my name before you build an altar of remembrance to me. And I think the reason why that is so important to me is because in life it's so easy to just get caught up with the details, to get up caught up with the circumstances you're in and forget who God is, and also what he's done for you before. Um, And even in Psalm 77, the psalmist talks about how the circumstances that he's in are so hard, and he can't see God in them. But he says, but to this I will appeal. I'll remember the days of old, what the Lord has already done. And that provokes him to praise, to worship God for what he's done, and changes his perspective. So I think it's so important to do that proactively, even before the days of trouble, and then also in the midst of them, just remember who God is, um, and do that intentionally. So.
2: Excellent uh we're about ready to wrap up we have one last question we're going to hear from everyone if you could bring one word of encouragement to those listening today regarding spiritual habits what would it be one word essay well not one word but like one yeah yeah Yeah. closing (laughs) idea
4: okay cool um i would say it's that we serve a living god so I know for me, when I started with my spiritual habits, there is this level of frustration of, you know, I'm all over the place. I'm disorganized. Um, all these other people are so far ahead of me, and how am I ever going to reach God? Um, but then God really just confronted me, and he was like, no, you don't have to reach me. Like, I'm the one who has already initiated this relationship with you. And I think it's so important when we're doing, uh, when we're trying to initiate these spiritual habits, to remember that we're not toiling or trying to build something new. We're just trying to lean into the relationship that God has, already established with us through the blood of his son. Um, And I think that just takes so much of a burden off our shoulders, because we see in scripture that we love because Christ loved us first. And he, all throughout scripture, we see that God is calling out to his people. He's calling out to them. He says, I call you out of darkness into my wonderful light. And so it's so important to remember that he first is reaching out to us. Good. Carol Ann.
0: I would say just start somewhere, like start with something. And Uh, don't discredit the significance of the little things, like the little habits you're forming, the little progress you're making. Um, It's easy to compare where you're at to where someone else is at, especially if they're further along in their walk with Jesus than you are. I know I've done that. I've looked at people who have been Christians much longer than I have, and I'm like, man, why can't I just be where they are? And it can get frustrating, but I think that the Lord is really honored by the, the effort we make. Even if you, you read your Bible for five minutes, or you, uh, and that's like the, the first time you've done that, or you read your Bible five days in a row, and that's the first time you've made it that long reading your Bible. Um, that's significant. And also, surround yourself with people who will stir you up, like the Hebrews said, like stir you up for love and good deeds and encourage you because they're the ones who will celebrate when you do uh, pass the goal, when you make it six days instead of five days, like the last time. Um, And they'll also challenge you to keep pressing in and keep doing what you're trying to do.
1: Great. I think there's so many different kinds of spiritual habits, spiritual disciplines. Uh, Even, you know, there's worship and there's um, simplicity and there's so many other things. And for all of us, not the same spiritual habit is going to be the thing that clicks with us. It's not going to be the thing that gets us closer to God. And so I would just encourage you to try different things out uh, and see what works for you. I would encourage you to not to try them out for a day or two and decide, well, that one doesn't work for me, but to try it out for a longer period of time, because God is going to bless that obedience and uh, he's going to show himself to you. But sometimes you have to,
3: you have to dive in
1: a little bit deeper.
3: Good. Yeah, kind of along the same lines of what Carol Ann said, just start. Um, it's never, you know, no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, it's never too late to start again or um, try something new. And try not to compare your your prayer life, your journal to someone else's because comparison can sometimes steal a celebration. And anything that you're doing with the Lord is worth celebrating. He's the one that's authoring your, your faith and perfecting it. So um, I would say just come to him with what you have and trust that he'll develop in you Um, what he desires
2: good let's thank our panel for being willing to do this four times this weekend
0: thanks for listening to the Vineyard Church weekly message podcast we pray you were impacted by this message God bless and see you next time